Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. We have an exciting group of guests for today's podcast in which our aim is to get firsthand input from young people on a question that everyone in corporate and commercial real estate is talking about these days, which is, what brings you back to the office? That is the number one question on the minds of those professionals today. So great to be here with you. Thank you for joining. And uh, joining me is someone who's no stranger to uh, the What's Next podcast, and that is Marty Grimink founder and CEO of International Connector. Uh, thank you very much for being here, Marty. Thanks so much, Tim, for hosting all of us today. It's great to be back. My pleasure. And Marty uh, has arranged the uh, diverse group of young people you see uh, on the screen here. So Marty, if you would tell our listeners a little bit more about what you and International uh, Connector do, and why you spend so much time working with uh, youth, and then if you would please introduce our other guests or ask them to introduce themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thanks so much for having us. We really love uh, talking to you and, and this whole forum about um, the future of real estate, you know, and what does that mean, especially in today's changing world. And at International Connector, we, we like to call ourselves sort of the gateway to young people. Uh, we have sat um, in this really unique position working at the front end on building programs and engagement with younger generations, emerging generations as we call it, um, and sitting with businesses to look at what do they need and how is this impacting their business today, right? And so we, we see so much with changing technology, changing social norms, um, just our climate is changing, how many things are out there that are affecting um, real estate, affecting uh, future of work. And we see a lot of that coming and stemming from the lessons that we learned from younger generations. What are their needs? What are they looking for? How are they adopting um, technology? What are their social norms? And putting that into perspective on businesses uh, as you are planning ahead, and especially in something like real estate, where you have to make decisions so many years out it's really important to understand the signals and the trends and the information that you get directly from young people, not just from a survey, but really from their voices and having them included in that process. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and then I get to invite, I get to introduce people. <laughs> so today uh, we're really excited because we brought in uh, three amazing youth, uh, young people, I should say, um, that are young professionals entering the workforce or in the workforce in their first few years. And we went to get a diverse regional location for this. So we have uh, Amanda, uh, who is in New York, and I would love all of you to introduce yourselves after this. And then uh, Austin, who's in Los Angeles, and Malika, who's in Paris. Uh, Amanda, I'm gonna put you on the spot first. If you want to just uh, say something about yourself. Hi. Um, so, yeah, my name is Amanda. I'm based in New York City. Um, I started my career during the pandemic as it was really beginning, and I work in the field of public relations. Amazing. Austin? 
Hi, I'm Austin. Uh, I'm a senior economics major at Occidental College in Los Angeles. I uh, should be entering the workforce after I graduate in fall 2023. Um, I'm looking to work in real estate and finance, and I've done a couple internships as well. Incredible. And Malika. Hey, I'm Malika. I'm 24 years, um, and I'm junior in uh, the system of customer success. So in social tech. Fantastic. Uh, again, welcome everyone. Great to get those introductions and glad to have you uh, here with us uh, today. So as we talk about that key question, uh, you know, what brings you back to the office? We'll be touching on other big picture things. I think Marty addressed some of those, but those would include things like flexibility, remote working. We hear a lot about that. Virtual friendships, diversity, um, social impact and uh, mental health. Those are all big themes for workplace experts today in these big companies. And so it's be great to get your, your thoughts on those. And again, wonderful to be here. Marty, back to you for our uh, questions. Awesome. So in thinking about this, we how much are you going to an office now, right? And Austin, I know you're still in school, but you have done internships and you also... Um, part of your schooling is remote, part of it's in person. What What is that balance for all of you? And I'll, I'll throw it to you, Austin, since I'm calling you out. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I guess it all, it all depends on the role and what they're looking for out of you. Um, in my generation, based on the people I've talked to in my own experience, um, I think people are really looking for the balance of the, to have the autonomy of, of hybrid or partially remote. Um, with that said, I believe that uh, I think hybrid is, is a lot better, a much better model than fully remote um, due to a lot of the, the limited social aspects that occurred, uh, especially during the pandemic. I feel like people, we isolate ourselves more when we're not forced to go into the office. Um, yeah. Amazing. And I'm going to have, I'm not going to have all of you answer every question, but this one I do want to pass around. So Amanda. Um, yeah, I think that the hybrid model has really been beneficial for my life. I think that my sort of generation and my peers all talk about like a work-life balance. And I think that it's very common in my industry to jump from company to company every few years. And I think it's really great to have flexibility in, you know, working from home, working some days in the office, being able to work, you know, work around work and have a life outside of it. So it's nice to be able to balance the two. And Malika? Uh, the exact same. Uh, the, I, the hybrid works for me too and uh, for, um, for my colleagues too. It's better for us. Um, um, just like Austin said, uh, it's, a, it's all about uh, the balance and just after COVID, it's better like to socialize and uh, to 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 be autonomous and to to be to work by by ourselves on remote as well. And so, when you're thinking about this remote working, right, and you're all saying this these comments about work life balance, how much is being dictated by your employer or institution? Um, that you're with in terms of when you have to be there, as opposed to you 
making that decision of, okay, I'm going to go in for a few hours on Tuesday. Um, what, what is the setup that you're finding with your companies? Malika? Start um, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, during uh, Monday and Tuesday, the beginning of, uh, of the week. Um, and I think it's a good idea because uh, you you can do the meet all the meetings uh, in the in the start of the week. Then you can work by yourself on remote after. Uh, I think it's a better way because uh, you can start a good week with your colleagues. You socialize with them. Uh, you do the meetings and everything. You talk about what we all we have to do uh, for the for the next days. And after you can like go back home and start work by yourself and do whatever and feedback, giving feedback for, for the next, next week. And I think it's, it's works for me. And that's why I wanted to join this startup because they, they add this and it's really important for me. Okay, great. So they're having the whole work, the whole staff come in then on Monday and Tuesday, and yeah. that's working for you in terms of coordination and setting it up and then can you choose to come in another day or does or does everybody disperse for the whole week you are free to do uh to to come to the office but mostly we we stay uh, on remote for the three days amazing and what are you finding amanda um, so my company is I has a goal for three days a week in the office. Um, it's not strictly enforced, so it's not supposed to be like a penalizing sort of thing, um, but it's encouraged to do three days. So typically people go in the middle three days of the week. Um, there are Thursdays, there's like a in-office happy hour. So that's a big day where you see a lot of people attending. Um, but yeah, usually Mondays and Fridays, people work remotely. And I also work with a team that is across the country. So I mostly am remote with my colleagues anyways, in some sort of sense. So even if I'm in the office, I have a lot of, you know, Zoom calls or team meetings. Okay, so that brings up an interesting point. So if all of you, if you're going to the office and you're doing Zoom calls, does that um, draw you in or does that make it more of a hindrance for you? What is that, or does that not affect you at all? It's just run of the mill. I think it depends. Um, I have some colleagues in the New York office who I can join this call with in an office like setting. So we can go into a room together, take the call together and just talk remotely to either our client or other colleagues across the country. So it can be a hindrance if I'm the only person in the office and everyone else is remote, but it also works both ways. It just really depends on the context. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Austin, if you went into an office and you're then just using technology um, to communicate with the team and to meet with the team, what how does that resonate for you? I mean, uh, I think it would it would definitely feel like a hindrance if um, yeah if I was only if I was communicating with people that live in the same city as me um, it, when I was in the office and and uh, they weren't. But I think like zoom calls it can be a useful tool to connect with teams that are outside of like it wouldn't be possible for you guys to meet in person and i think it's important to utilize that uh when you're talking to different teams I, for example like last summer i remember we had to talk to um the sales team 
they were based out of like the, the island of Nantucket. Are you familiar with Nantucket, in, uh, Massachusetts? They're based out of Nantucket. And then um, we were in Boston, the Seaport District. So it's like, um, I think there, it, there's definitely room for both. Um, however, it does feel like um, sometimes like you could complete all of your work from home. And uh, I think some people prefer the autonomy over others. And at the same time, it also comes down to, okay, like, yeah, you, you know, you might be doing a Zoom call for the first two hours of the day, but then you might be doing some collaborative work with uh, people that you actually enjoy spending time with for the next couple hours after that. So maybe it is a little bit of a balance of both. So autonomy, uh, you just mentioned, and and having that agency to to figure out your own schedule, is that important to all of you? Um because I, you know, just to put some perspective on it, right? Like when I started in um, a very different generation, when I started in the workplace, um, there were start set hours, right? And we would show up at those hours and we would spend the whole day and then you could leave at a certain hour. Um, and that was just part of what we expected. So now I'm curious, um, what do you expect in terms of being able to dictate those hours and, that, and having that autonomy on your schedule? What does that look like? Do you want to jump back in on that, Austin? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think um, that's definitely something uh, that I felt, and from uh, talking to my peers, a lot about this particular topic. Um, that's something that's, I think, becoming increasingly important. I think um, maybe people are just becoming more aware of like time management or, or uh, something of that nature. But people are really are looking for that autonomy to travel. And I think as we progress further into the age of information, uh, and some of these tools that we're able to use. I mean, Zoom wasn't even um, widely used prior to the pandemic. Like it really became um, pro proliferated and popularized after that. And I think um, people are sort of looking for companies to use these tools in order to provide them more, auto more autonomy. Uh, and it's certainly important. Um, yeah, and I think people really like to have agency, especially as you get older and you start to, um, people have different, uh, sort of goals and um, things that they want out of life. I, I know it's a little bit further down the road for us as we're younger people, but as people start to think about having a family and settling down, I think it becomes increasingly important to have that autonomy or at least to have it offered in some sense um, to sort of have that work-life balance, cut out the commute. So long as we're all still able to, to uh, work at the same quality that we would um, without community office. And um, Malika, when you were looking at the startup um, that you were going to, was that was having sort of this autonomy in your schedule part of your decision making? Yes. Um, totally. Okay. How? Um, I think now uh, for the young people, what we want it's quality time, like, and we know that um, in a human way, not corporate way, but human, uh, everybody does, uh, doesn't work the same. Like if I take, um, if I can take eight hours and no, no, um, um, I, I don't know, has no break, no break yeah. um, or something, it's okay for me, but maybe for the colleague is not the same. Maybe he needs like 30 extra, maybe, I don't know, but, after that, I, I think to, to answer to the question, I think the better way is to, to know ourselves. I know myself, I know how I work. I know that, um, that the, the company wants results and I will give it. 
but in my way, and it's better because um, I, I have no applications. I just uh, set up everything, organize everything by myself. And at the end of the day, I did the work and everybody, it's a win-win for everybody. If they listen to you, you listen to them and it works actually. I think we have to, to think in a human way for that um, and not in a corporate way too much for, for those kind of questions. Amazing. Um, Amanda, I'm going to direct this one to you. So a, a lot of times I get a question set or I hear comments from uh, people in all industries that um, how are young people going to learn their jobs or learn their in this industry if they're not in the office? Um, and that there's a lot of people who feel that you have to be in an office to learn. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, as someone who started my career remotely, um, I think it's definitely possible to learn and to learn like the ways of the business and the dynamics of the office remotely. Um, I do think that having some sort of in-person component is helpful to build um, you know, compatibility among your team members and a collaborative sort of energy and friendships at work. Uh, but I do think that learning the aspects of the business can be done remote. I've had some amazing onboarding experiences uh, throughout my internships and my jobs and having like really great HR people or senior account leads who go out of their way to create documents or to walk you through something on video can very, very much be successful. Um, I think it's great to go into the office for team building exercises and for um, collaborative work, but it's not always a requirement when learning the business. Mm -hmm. uh, Malika, I'm going back to you again. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you, have you had, um, did you learn your industry and your skill set in the office or outside or both? So for now, I did it on remote. Um, I do think that we can learn on remote, um, but I will add that when you go to the office and you meet your coworkers, there's so many tips, you know, so many uh, ideas that you don't get when you just get a call at that at an, another moment. Uh, when you're at the office, like everything lives, so um, so you will get uh, many information, extra informations uh, that you can get when you're on remote and you're just like have a call on some topic and you're talking about just this topic and it's, it, that's it. So I think to, to answer to the question, I think, yes, you, you can learn about your job, but for the extra mile for um, something really interesting and uh, the human contacts with your team it's it's important to me too so I would say that's why the hybrid way is a is a really a good answer <laughs> for that <laughs> yeah that's fantastic <laughs> and and then so the human contact right like let's go into this so socializing Austin I'm gonna put this towards you um, that's the other question that I hear a lot, right? Um, Gen Xers will always say that when they, you know, their whole social life was around the office, that's where they met their, their partners, or they would go off, you know, for drinks after work, or they, you know, all their friends, their closest friends came from office life. Uh, what do you think about that if you are 
it does, is that something that would draw you to the office? Is that what you think about in an office? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know for myself, and we I actually just had a conversation last night uh, with our neighbor who's an Oxy graduate, works for an economic consulting firm. And that was what she was talking about. She was like, um, it, you know, it's really important to her when she was like choosing her, uh, choosing which company to, to join. Uh, it was really important to her that there was a, like a good social environment that she actually wanted to come into the office every day. I think that people care about people. It's simple as that. So like, um, if you can, uh, if you can create an environment where people are able to to establish strong connections with their coworkers, it'll absolutely draw people back into the office. Uh, it can attract talent. Um, I mean, there's a variety of different ways to do that, you know. Um, I know some uh, some companies are starting to implement certain uh, actual like they would have. Um, I'm so, I think Amanda was speaking on it. Um, sometimes there's a happy hour, like some companies have an actual in-house bar or, or something of the sorts where their uh, employees can go and socialize. I think it's going to be, become increasingly important. I don't know if that's different from uh, our generation from the last, but it, it's going to become increasingly important and based on. Uh, my experience in talking to my peers, absolutely. Like that's a, it's a vital component of like the decision-making when choosing a career company, uh, whatnot. What about you, Amanda? Yeah, I think the social component is definitely important. Um, I know that when I started my first internship, it was during the height of the pandemic. So I couldn't go into an office. So what I did was I did like virtual coffee, get to know use um, with my, a lot of my coworkers. So that was really great to get like one-on-one FaceTime, um, either not just like an email or on a name on a screen, they're actually like a person. And I've built like in-person friendships from those conversations. Um, and in terms of now, I think big company-wide events like those weekly happy hours or uh, a summer social or winter social or something like that is really great to get everybody together. So you meet people outside of your immediate team members, outside of your immediate like um, job range or title and be able to like network and, um, you know, get to know people across the company, get on different projects. Okay, so I'm gonna pause for a second because, so because I spend a lot of time with businesses and then I spend a lot of time with young people and like hearing the different things that you're all saying, I wanna just also address the fact that there are still things that you're saying here. So that are important to distinguish, right? Because you're talking about the social stuff that drives you back in and that how important that is, which is great. Um, but that's also not, if, if what I'm hearing is that's not what's gonna drive you back five days a week full-time, right? That's an important part of uh, that flexibility that you were talking about, having the autonomy and a work-life balance. Is that right? I see some nodding heads. Does anybody wanna talk about that one? Uh, Malika? <laughs> I just, I just think that it's all about balance and listening to people, like caring. Uh, I think if if you let people, you know, um, just think about by their themselves, and um, I don't know. I I just think that the whole the whole question and around around that it's uh, just about the ba balancing like letting people do um go on remote or not uh but but staying like flexible is a good way to to let people in and um 
during the extras like going going for a drink I know like if I if it's just for that I'm going to the office I will not go because I don't want to socialize just to, to socialize and to go to the office I, I want to do it because um, it's real and it's uh, it's uh, for a meaning it's not just to socialize and to go to the office so we have to be intuitive with people I think and young people just want that uh, for for the work for the job okay so for a period of time right there was uh, at least in the San Francisco area where I am right the campuses were built around having cool game areas and the bars in the office Austin that you brought up and uh you know funky spaces and thematic you know thing I don't know all sorts of really cool stuff and there really are some amazing places but what what does that come back to is it the food that's going to draw you back in um that doesn't it didn't sound like that when you were talking Malika but I'm just going to put this out there like what are some other tangible things that make you want to go to the office right if you're okay so you've got two days amanda's got three days that the companies are asking for you know austin what will you look for in these companies um what are some other you know is it evaluating that they have a game area or what or is it a certain type of meeting that happens every week that it's social um or you're it's collaborative time like what are those specific things that do draw you back in that's uh, a good I, question oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Austin go for it and then Malika yeah sure um yeah I think that that's a good question um in terms of like the amenities um I think I mean it can be a little bit subjective but I think um just the fact that the company companies have started to implement some of those things like the the on the game rooms or the on-campus bars or um uh sort of like the, the remember there's this one um company that I was interviewing for and I was in Century City and they had this really really cool uh resting area because part of their vision was like uh they wanted their employees to take naps and uh non-deep or non-sleep deep rest uh so I think something that's going to be really important I think beyond just like the social things and the bars is actually like uh self-care and wellness is becoming increasingly popular I think in our, in our generation too so that could be another thing to look into is like the the sort of health and wellness components that you could add to maybe sort of support your employees and encourage more time because I think a lot of the times people like the resistance with coming to the office is okay I have to wake up at, you know at 5 30 in the morning get ready do my whole routine go commute 45 minutes there might be traffic there's a lot of added stress, right? And if you can sort of alleviate some of that or offer an environment where people, where you can alleviate some of that, that would also be crucial too, beyond just like the social interaction aspect. Awesome. Malika? Uh, that was, uh, what about, I was about to say, um, it's, uh, it's about helping people, you know, to just focus on what they're doing. And I think it's a win-win for everybody. So, um, yeah, that's that was it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, furthering this a little bit more, 
are there other types of activities, right? We hear a lot from young people about social impact or climate impact and having outlets to incorporate that in or wanting to know how they can alleviate that, like the, the, the environmental impact with the company. What are some thoughts about that, Amanda, that either draw you in or keep you away with a company? Um, I think a company that's doing a lot in like the social impact space or is vocal about diversity and inclusion issues is definitely a positive. Um, definitely something that I would like look for and in a company. Um, I think also when companies provide like a day off to do a volunteering day and um, or like day off to or time off to vote or things like that. I think that's really great ways to also get involved in like your local community and it's encouraged by work. You don't have to worry about like taking a, a vacation day off to volunteer like it's provided. Um, I think those are big incentives. And Austin, what about you as you're looking at the companies and evaluating them? Um, yeah, I think I think definitely as part of the the, the company vision, um, I think it's certainly important uh, to consider some of that stuff, the environmental impact. Um, uh, I guess it all depends on your values, but um, yeah, I think especially in my generation, people are do care a lot about that. Um, there's, I know there are certain corporations like V corporations that are, you know, based on sustainability and like, that's really cool. I guess it, um, it really all depends on what industry you're going to get into and whether or not it's feasible to actually, um, or not feasible, whether it's, uh, it makes sense uh, to make that part of the corporate and company vision for sure. Okay, so I heard diversity come up, which is great. Uh, the big theme that we love and we want to talk about is is going into the office in your experience helping to build diversity and and when I talk about diversity I'm talking about it in all the standard ways as well as um, maybe more unconventional ways just broader like diversity of your um, of your staff diversity of your uh, activities of where you work, um, how is diversity impacted in a positive or negative way by going into the office? Who wants to kick that one off? Manza? I think one aspect of diversity that I appreciated in my office is that a lot of people will sign off emails saying like, I sent this at the time that works for me, but you should respond to time that works for you. Um, and I think that's really great for people who are working parents or, you know, have other responsibilities in their life where they can't always control their schedule. Um, so I know that like, that's really been helpful for a lot of my colleagues and they'll be able to take, you know, time in the middle of the afternoon to pick up their kids and drop off or send a midnight email if that's what works best for them. And so that's been really great. Um, I know personally, like I've really benefited from working remotely because I can cook meals when I want to. I can have fresh food at home uh, for my own health needs and, and diet restrictions. And that's been really nice. Um, so, and I think that mental health is also something that has really benefited from having a hybrid work environment. Um, I think that companies are paying a lot more attention to mental health and it's not as taboo anymore. They're really trying to encourage um, people talking about it and accommodating it as necessary. 
And Malika, is there an opportunity then for companies, right? I'm hearing stuff about mental health, social impact, um, environmental um, diversity. What is there an opportunity to utilize these spaces that are empty a lot of the time for activities or uh, support systems that are uh, uh, in this umbrella theme? Um, yes, of course. Um, actually, I, I chose my my current uh, my current company because of uh, this kind of subjects. That's that's what I wanted. Uh, first, uh, I would like to uh, I I saw like what's the culture. Um, the culture of the company is really important. What they are about? To uh, are they about diversity, um, human diversity? Uh, um, is there any uh, many uh, many women like it's also uh, what I'm searching for like women who has who have um, you know uh, big roles in the company because I know that I can look forward you know um, and besides that that's healthcare too uh, like the mental care uh, is really important when you have like um um a work when you work in a in a tech company you have like many things to think about and sometimes it's it's cool and kind of, i think like it's not cool it's not cool it's like we have to to provide mental health uh, in any company like it's basic for me um and those kind of extra like uh, amanda, amanda to, told about like when you you can schedule uh, your own activities and have your like balanced life between work and, and that's why that's why they they don't join um you know tra traditional uh, companies now for for sure I think that's the big topics um, social social and everything. Yeah, so not the not joining the traditional companies. That's an interesting comment there, and 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 probably because of the different you're saying the different setups or the different things that are drawing you in um, to those places. So if you have your dream jobs in front of you, what you know, what are those differentiators these days that are that are going to bring you and choose that company i know you've all mentioned pieces but i want to kind of do a quick round on that like what what are your top three factors and you know say you have three companies in front of you with three amazing offers what are the three factors you're going to evaluate them all on austin yeah so i um first and foremost would be um it's somewhere that I would want to be long-term and um, opportunities for upward mobility, first and foremost. There's no doubt about that. But that's going to be more important for me. And um, a lot of the, the people in the, particularly that I speak to a lot of my peers in finance, real estate development, um, these types of fields, that seems to be like the number one. But then beyond that, um, of course, some of the things that we've touched on, like you know, you have to fit well with the company. You want it to be like a good social environment. I know um, personally, from my own experience and talking to my peers, uh, it seems to be valuable uh, if you can join a company that has a lot of younger people that are on the same page. 
uh, I think that definitely ties back into the um, the social aspect um, as well. And then I think lastly, uh, it does come down to some of that, the autonomy, the agency that you might have uh, from doing a hybrid remote um, or just flexibility as a whole um, for a variety of different reasons, prioritizing health, wellness, mental health, um, those things. I think priorities in that order for sure. Amazing, Amanda. Um, I think a strong company culture is really important. Um, so being around people who want to be there, who love their work and um, foster that like good environment. Um, I think that's really important. Um, definitely like the opportunities for growth. That's also crucial. Um, obviously, like you want to progress in your career and be successful. So seeing that that's an opportunity for you and the path to get there. Um, that's great. And then probably the benefits. So that having those like flexible schedules, um, we have like a flexible holiday schedule at, at my company. So you don't have to use a day of PTO to take off for the holiday that's important to you. So I can shift things around and that's really nice. And just having like a stipend for, for like wellness and a, like a gym or things like that. Um, I think just those little extras that really keep you as like a whole person who has a work-life balance is really nice. Uh, so Tim, I'm going to pull this back to you, but uh, it's just a very interesting thing from my perspective, what I'm hearing that's so different, I, again, from when I started in the workplace. And I'm curious how you how you see it, too, is just really the emphasis from all of them that I've heard is just that human side front, you know, like that that is front and center. That is the first part. Um, and not that it was so dehumanized when we went in, but it wasn't our first evaluation part of it, right? How does the company interact with me as a human? And how do I find my, my center point, my work-life balance, my mental health, my um, physical health, right? And where I have that agency and autonomy. Uh, so curious on your perspective as well, is that um, the kind of conversation that you would have had when you were first entering into the workplace. It's a great point, Marty. And it has been so fascinating to hear all these perspectives. Uh, it confirms a lot of what we're hearing uh, from our members as they try to, you know, create great, uh, you know, workplaces for their for their employees and they try to attract and retain the best and brightest or trying to attract young people. All the things that you've said about, you know, a holistic, balanced view of life, mental health, well-being, autonomy, agency, all the things you said make perfect sense to me. And you're exactly right, Marty. So when I started, you know, my career <clears throat> some years ago, you know, it, it wasn't that balanced. It really wasn't. You know, it was more kind of a hard driving, okay, let's get in here and work hard and make it happen. And, you know, we don't care how many hours you work and that type of thing. Uh, but but it's great to see things evolving toward this more balanced view that has, a, I think it's human-centered, it's more balanced, it's more human-centered, uh, placing value on people as well as, you know, the corporate goals, the business goals. I think that's the way of the future. And it's just really great to, and, and kind of affirming to hear uh, directly from young people that that's where things are headed. And you can certainly, um, you know, consider and think that that's what the big corporates are going to be doing because they need, you know, smart, dedicated, motivated young people like the ones we have on this podcast to, you know, to, to create that software and to, you know, run those consulting organizations and do all the things that 
you know, that companies need. So, uh, yeah, this is the wave of the future, and it, it's it's really great to great to hear it. Um, you know, here at Cornet Global, you know, we're no we're no different. We're trying to attract young people, talented young people too, and we're finding that we need to be, you know, you know, making sure that we're lined up with with those expectations and market needs and everything. Uh, just a quick little testimonial on what we're doing, guys, for, for your benefit. So we have a three and two hybrid mix here. So, of course, uh, you know, during the pandemic, everyone was completely remote because, you know, with uh, jurisdictions shutting down city centers, you know, you couldn't come in. Well, we've been back in the office for a while now, and we've settled on a three and two split. So we are in our downtown office three days a week. Those middle three, uh, Amanda, was that your perspective that you're you're the three? And so we do a remote on Monday, Friday, and that balance really works for us because it gives us it gives us that balance. And so some of us like me work really really far out from the city, and so it's more sustainable, more humane, if you want to put it. So when not to have that that agonizingly long commute in Atlanta's traffic. I know L.A. and New York, and perhaps even uh, Pali has uh, uh, you know similar similar traffic. I'm not sure, um, but we have that that time in the office, that FaceTime, that. Uh, that collaboration time, that relationship building time. We do build in those fun days and those fun activities where we laugh and talk and joke and get to know each other. So I think it's that 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 whole picture that that uh, that not only serves the needs of of our business but respects the autonomy and the agency and the individuality of our people too at the same time. So again, just really great to to uh, get the perspectives from everyone uh, here today. And uh, you know, thanks to Marty and Rachel for organizing. Thank you so much for having us, Tim. It's really been a pleasure. And thank you, Austin, Amanda, Malika. Just really great to have you all on with your perspectives. Thank you. We'll do this again. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye now. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.